Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Alright, so I guess we will see how this one records. I had a miniature heart attack because GarageBand was not working. That is the primary program that I use to record these episodes and as it turns out, I updated my Mac and GarageBand, the one program that I use quite a bit, wasn't working. I had to completely uninstall the program and reinstall it and thankfully all my settings were still there. But anyway, that's enough with my problems. Hopefully everyone out there is doing good. And thanks to the streaming platform known as Paramount Plus, I finally got to check out a movie that I wanted to possibly see, but wasn't quite sure of. But hey, I was kind of trolling around on all my streaming services, looking for a movie to watch, and there it was. So I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Sosie Bacon, Jesse T. Usher, Kyle Gallner, and Cal Penn. This is the 2022 Parker Finn directed Smile. Smile tells the story of Dr. Rose Carter, whose life has changed after a patient of hers commits suicide in front of her. This patient, before the suicide incident, set about her seeing people that simply weren't there or weren't visible to anyone else. And these figures also had this creepy smile. It wasn't a friendly smile. And there were also people that she knew that might not necessarily be alive. But anyway, after Dr. Rose witnesses this incident, it seems that she is cursed as she is seeing the same exact thing. However, she's seen the girl that killed herself in front of her with a smile. This leads Rose on a quest to try to break this curse and maybe save herself in the process. Of course, is this really happening? Or is she having some sort of psychiatric breakdown from the trauma? It must also be said that Rose herself has had past trauma, especially with her mother, as her mother also committed suicide. So, the big first thing on this one, because I always say first things first. Well, first things first. This is a film that we haven't seen in a while, these Cursed People films. They all kind of started their popularity with The Ring. Specifically, where it got popular, though, was the American remake of The Ring. I personally don't mind The Ring, the Japanese one, or the American remake. They are both similar to me. Thematically, even though the American remake shows a little bit more than what the original Japanese version did, along with cutting a pretty interesting plot point from the Japanese version. But either way, it's one of these cursed people films. They have seven days after viewing this tape. I would say that Smile is probably more in the realm of The Grudge as opposed to The Ring, but either way, The Grudge is another one of these cursed people films. You step in the house, all of a sudden you're cursed. And just like The Ring, it leads our main characters on a quest to go and break this curse. There are some very good ones out there. I kind of tired of the whole cursed people genre. It was extremely popular, especially with the 
American remakes of Japanese films. It was a genre that everybody seemed to enjoy at first. Everything that had the same sort of idea going about it was a somewhat decent sized hit. However, just as quick as they were here, they kind of disappeared, mostly because they had the diminishing returns. There is actually two Cursed People films that I really like. I do enjoy The Ring and The Grudge and stuff, but they're just very similar to me, and after seeing them once or twice, I don't really care to see them that many times again. However, the two that I really enjoyed were Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, mostly because he infused Drag Me to Hell with some of his Evil Dead style humor, and it was almost like a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon and parts, just like Evil Dead 2. And also Army of Darkness, where the comedic value outweighed the actual horror. But it was a fun movie in its own right, with a somewhat bleak ending. Smile does have a bleak ending. I'm trying not to give too many spoilers away, just in case you haven't seen it. But the bleak endings are always welcome, even if we don't want to necessarily see the characters get that ending. Even though I think Drag Me to Hell's is probably warranted. But the other movie that came to mind when I was watching Smile was the film It Follows. It Follows, I think, is an excellent film. I actually really like that one. It has the right amount of weirdness to it. And it's also an interesting take on the ideas of STDs and abstinence, but instead of this actually being an STD that affects, you know, a person's downstairs, you got a demon following you constantly. You can't shake it. All you can do is keep passing it on. But if you pass it on and that person gets killed, it comes back for you. Either way, It Follows is a very fun film and I recommend it if you haven't seen it. And of course, I recommend checking out The Ring or The Grudge or even Drag Me to Hell. All those are solid films. So that's one of the things that I'm really trying to get across here is that Smile itself doesn't really do anything new. It is kind of refreshing to see that this is an R-rated film considering a lot of those that I mentioned were PG-13 affairs when they were in theaters. Smile is somewhat nasty when it wants to be, especially with the idea of a very unique birthday gift at our main character Rose and her nephew's birthday party. This is a movie that also does have an animal, a cat, and of course anytime we see an animal in a film, we know the animal is most likely going to die. That's irritating, it's a cliche, and guess what? This whole movie doesn't really do anything new. The best thing about it really is the fact that it has that R rating, so we do get some of those gorier shots. Sadly, those gory moments are kind of few and far in between. A lot of the R rating, I believe, would come from the dialogue, which there's a lot of F-bombs here, and I don't really think the dialogue needs all of that. There's a couple moments in the film, too, that don't really add up. For example, the whole idea with the people getting cursed with witnessing a suicide and this whole smile demon thing just keeps getting passed on and on and on. Well, that's okay. But we don't really have a backstory, at least with other things such as Drag Me to Hell and also The Ring, The Grudge, even It Follows. But I would say It Follows is probably most similar to Smile. 
But anyway, there's not enough backstory to the whole thing. We don't really know what the smile demon thing really is. And it just kind of feels like this is a movie for the TikTok and YouTube generation. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's just that as a movie itself, it doesn't really feel 100% complete. I was looking to see if this was a short, and to the best of my knowledge, this was not a short, but if somebody told me this was a short film from this director that somehow got noticed by a movie studio, Paramount in this case, I wouldn't be surprised to find that out. I would have liked to have actually known what this thing really was. You don't have to give everything away, but at least give a rhyme and a reason for why everything's happening other than, well, this is a curse, this is what happens, this is how it's passed on. Maybe we could have even found a little bit more out about Rose herself, of why this trauma meant so much to her, and maybe this is just something that wasn't really happening, even though the movie completely disproves that. I think it would have been interesting to have it as a shared psychosis and probably would have added a interesting twist to the whole idea of this movie, but at the same time, it probably wouldn't have made sense, and I don't know if a twist ending like that would have actually been a good thing or not. There is a moment towards the end where we do get that fake ending, but it feels like a fake ending. We know we're going to get some kind of gotcha, and I think it actually works pretty well. It's just that it's obvious. I do have to say that the actual creature design, when we see the smile creature in its true form, it's actually pretty cool looking, and I do like the idea of the way it crawls into a person, and I honestly think in a movie that's filled with jump scares that isn't really scary, this is actually one of the big highlights. So even if you're not really sold on the film, it's probably worth watching specifically for the last 20 minutes. Smile is a film that's really based around trauma, and then we do get that backstory for Rose with her mom and how her mom committed suicide and it causes tension between her and her sister. However, it doesn't really have the big payoff that it should. I was thinking that it would actually tie more into it and into that how this witnessing a suicide actually affected her more than what it might have affected somebody else. Of course, it's a traumatic thing either way, but knowing that it haunted Rose as something from her past, it just doesn't have the payoff that it should. I was expecting it to actually lead somewhere, and yet it doesn't truly really get there. I do have to say that for the most part, everybody in the film is fine as far as their acting. The big standout is Sosie Bacon. The whole movie more or less rests on her shoulders, and I would say that she does a great job of carrying the entire thing. I was never once bored with watching Smile, and it's a movie that I did want to see how it was going to end. However, it was a little bit predictable. Like I said earlier, it's a film that does what it does well, however, it doesn't really do anything to innovate. This does appear to be the first film by director Parker Finn, and I would say that he does an excellent job. Of course, he wrote this one as well, and I think his direction is definitely better than his writing. As much as this movie feels like a throwback to the films like The Ring and The Grudge in some of those early 
2000s films, and then if you're going to get technical about it to the original Japanese releases, then it's a throwback to even further times of the late 90s. I would have to say that this one even gave me a throwback feel to some of the early 2000s horror films that seem to pop up in theaters every week or at least every February when there wasn't really anything in movies such as The Boogeyman and also Darkness Falls. I know that it kind of doesn't really resemble those at all, but somehow I got that feel from it. And that's where I think as far as the direction and the director, Parker Finn, I'm actually hoping that his second film is a little bit more original and also builds off the potential that it feels like he has. The only real big detractor of Smile for me was the fact that the score and music were not very good for this movie. It really did feel like some direct-to-video stuff at times. Hopefully if he does get to direct another film, he does get a better composer for the music. It's not bad, but it's just not very good at all. I mean, maybe I'm being too harsh and I'm maybe noticing scores more than ever lately, which I have no idea why, but yeah, this one definitely could have used like a classical sounding, like a building type of score. The stuff that's played over the opening credits, I don't know, it's not good. Overall, Smile is a decent film, not good, not great, not bad either. It is a perfect time waster and considering it's very easy to watch right now on Paramount Plus, I recommend checking it out if you're suffering from a horror film drought. There is plenty of better options out there, but this is an alright way to spend two hours of your time. But with that being said, I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as it'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night.